Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com. Here on the Mindset for Life podcast, we look at ideas that help you reclaim your power and purpose in life, relationships, and work. This podcast is for you if you lead, teach, and serve others. You want things to get a little better each day, and you're ready to focus on your mindset to make it happen. Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is your host, Bethany Hansen, and I'm very excited to be with you today. I'm pretty much excited anytime you come and listen to me podcasting because I feel like we're all about you. We want to talk about you because you are the person who matters here. You have these attributes, these strengths, these characteristics that are unique. And even if you don't feel like you're special or maybe you start to feel like you're just like everybody else, you're not really sure what you have to offer or what's unique about you, I'm here to tell you that's not possible. You couldn't possibly be just like other people. You are one of a kind. Even though there are a million trees and plants and flowers on the earth, there is only one of you, and we need you. Now, your gifts and talents are unique because you have them in a special way. Maybe you value something more than other people with the same set of talents. Maybe you demonstrate them differently. The odds are there's literally no one else who can be just like you. You matter, and we need you here. So I've been thinking about you all week and wondering what you need to hear this week. Maybe you just want a little encouragement this week. Just one little thing to help you get through a difficult time you're having. Well, I'm going to meet with you today to talk about how to tap into what is uniquely special about you. And, you know, some of the experiences you've had in your lifetime are definitely unique. And I haven't experienced what you've gone through. And you haven't experienced what I've gone through. Even if you say you've had some of the same kinds of experiences, we just don't have the same ones. And I'm going to use this analogy of going to Disney World, okay? I grew up from California as a child who visited Disneyland. And we used to go to Disneyland a lot. We went to Disneyland several times throughout my childhood. I know the park very well. And so much so that when I was a band teacher in Central California, I used to take my students down to Disneyland. I did have them go behind the scenes and perform in the Disney recording studio where they have a lesson and experience and they play some music synced up to Disney theme tracks from movies. And then they get to hear their music and see the movie play while they hear themselves. It's, it's a pretty great career direction orientation. Um, anyway, back to the story. So if we think about going to a theme park, and let's just say we're going to compare going to a theme park to somebody's encounter with you or me or anybody else. And the theme park is just your human being, right? We all have eyes, nose, ears, mouth. Um, not all of those parts may work the same way, but we all have very similar makeups as human beings. Um, we have brains, we have hearts, all those things just like theme parks. So theme parks usually have an entrance. They have rides, they have shows, they have places where you can buy your food, and then they have an exit. And there are certain things that are pretty common to all theme parks, no matter which theme park you go to. So I've been to Disneyland, and I've been there a lot, and I was not prepared to experience Disney World. Disney World in Florida is very different from Disneyland. In fact, in Florida, there are several theme parks, not just one. And what we believe to be Disney 
land in California, not the California side, but just the main park. It's a lot like the Magic Kingdom Park in Florida. It's a little bit different in a few ways, but then you've got Epcot, which is another theme park, and it's totally different. And then there's the Hollywood Studio theme park, which again is totally different. So you have all these different parks, and no matter which one you pick, if we all go to the same theme park on the same day, we are all going to have a different experience. Maybe the fireworks are going to start and you're going to be on one side of the park and I'm going to be by the castle. And I'm going to see the park light up with fireworks and you're going to see them from behind the trees. Or maybe I'm going to be next to the parade route and I'm going to get deeply immersed in that parade, viewing it, hearing it, buying the treats that go with it. And you're maybe on a ride. Maybe you miss that parade completely. Whatever our experiences are going to one theme park, we can still say we've been to Disney World. We've been to the theme park. And we might even have some familiar stories that everybody could tell. Like maybe we go on the Small World ride and we can describe the ride. Most people who go on that one ride have something in common. They see the same characters. They are on a boat um, and so forth. But not everybody's experience in the theme park is going to be the same, right? Um, so like that theme park, you are a fascinating, beautiful, and um, interesting person with all of your own attributes and strengths and traits. You have the ability to communicate with other people. And just like there are different kinds of rides, your communication might be very different than the person next to you or other people in your family. Um, and some of these things about you are what make you wonderful. Some of these things are what make you really special. Um, and it's very difficult to describe a person to another human being. Like, we're going to say, hey, that Bethany, um, you know, Bethany, yeah, she's so, um, you know, one person's going to say one thing and one person's going to say something else. And me being Bethany, I'm going to be describing myself how my aspirational best self might be. I'm going to think I am engaging, interesting, fun to talk to. I love people. I want to talk with people. I want to lift them up and help lighten their burdens by helping them to see who they really are and helping them get around some of those obstacles that have been holding them back for a long time to really make a change in their lives, to be better, to be happier, to feel more joy more of the time, and to have a different experience in the future. And I believe in that. But your experience with me might be totally different, right? So I believe in me. You might even believe in me. But we don't describe me exactly the same way. So today is all about how special you are. Just like anybody visiting a theme park, we're going to all have different experiences with you. If you've been carrying around this story in your mind that you're not so much fun, you're not creative, you're not talented, or you're not musical, or you're not, 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 um, anything you're thinking about yourself where you would describe yourself as not something that you think is a good trait, um, and you're sort of like complaining against yourself because you're not so many things, then what you're really doing is you're sort of selling this story to your own brain about why you should not believe in you. Other people already do. The people around you take you seriously. 
they buy into who you are and they take you on face value. So why not you? Why don't we do that ourselves? I want to give you three ways to start doing that a little bit better today. The first one is to notice the good things that you do now and the good things you have done in the past. I don't know about you, but I grew up believing that it was not okay to discuss my positive attributes or my accomplishments openly. I don't know why I grew up this way, but for some reason I learned at a very young age that if I talked about anything good I did, it was pride or arrogance or what we would call bragging. And a lot of people that I grew up with believed those things were very wrong. In fact, some of them even believed they were evil. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought talking about what's right with you is wrong? (laughs) Um, I would like to suggest today that there are good ways to talk about what's going right with you and even better ways to talk about the good things you've done in your life. You can share your experiences. You can confidently share some attribute you have and say, hey, that's a strength that I bring to this meeting or that's a strength that I bring to this family. That's a strength that I bring to life. One of my own personal strengths is the ability to positively reframe situations. I had some extremely rough situations in childhood and my youth where really choosing to positively reframe meant I was going to take the good out of the experience. I was going to learn from it and I was going to move forward with that. And even though I might acknowledge the negative side of it, I would not continue telling that story. Even at a young age, I was fascinated by the way the stories we tell could shape who we are in this lifetime. Um, And I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, so forgive me if this is a story you've already heard, but when I was 11, my parents divorced and we were suddenly homeless. We were homeless for five or six months. And during that period, um, I was a journal keeper. I kept a journal almost daily throughout my young life. During that six-month period, I did not write a single page in my journal. I'm really sad about that now because older me would love to read about what my thoughts were, what my experience was, and I only vaguely remember some of the experiences I had during that time as a result. Um, But as I think about that, I think, wow, that experience of being homeless, having to move in with relatives for a time because we had nowhere to go, it really shaped my positivity. It helped me to see, okay, some things are horribly hard, but I can take the good and I can look at that time and say, hey, I can really do hard things. I could get up earlier in the morning than I thought I could. Um, I could take care of my possessions with much fewer possessions than I thought I needed. I can adapt to situations so much better than I ever thought I could before. And throughout my lifetime, I've been able to positively reframe any difficult situation and actually take the good from it. It doesn't mean that it's automatic. It means it's a talent I have, so I have to intentionally apply it. But it is available to me, and I'm very grateful for that past experience that I had that taught me that. So you have a lot of experiences in your life, right? There's a lot of things you have faced that were hard for you. There are other things that were really easy for you. But I would bet that it's the harder times you have faced in the past where you got the most benefit in terms of personal growth, 
opportunities in the future and experience to draw on that you could use as wisdom as you pass through life. This week, it would be a great thing to think about what your past experiences have brought to you in terms of your strength. So a second thing that um, I'd like to share with you today is this idea that you have personality traits that have been shaped over time and some are intentional and some are unintentional. I've been a mother and I have two children and I can agree with any woman who says that children have their own innate personality they come with at birth. Even in the womb, you can tell the difference between children because some move a lot, some don't. My first child Um, We went to a jazz concert. I think I was six or seven months pregnant. And this child was in my womb, in my belly, just dancing to this music. My oldest son, it was like he was just sitting right there on my lap, having a great time to this music. My second son barely moved in the womb. And in fact, we were worried and concerned about his well-being because I went to um, get my master's degree. And my first year there, I played in this band. The music was loud. A lot of stuff was going on, and he was still. He did not move to that music. He just sat there in in my womb, in my belly. And I felt like, wow, these personalities are so different. There's nothing wrong with one being active and one not. But it definitely showed me that before children are even born, they already have a persona. And throughout life, our two sons definitely have had different personalities that have been demonstrated over time. Your personality is special and unique. And of course, we all have parts of our personality that we wish were different. But we don't need to change that personality. What we need to do is draw on the strengths of your personality and then learn some skills in those areas where we may not have the attributes we would like. In skill development, that means we're going to be pushing outside our comfort zone And it's going to take more time and more energy to do those things anytime. But it doesn't mean we're just not capable. It just means we have to practice at it and it it is going to be harder. And then lastly today, I would like to talk about using the skill of reflection. Reflective practice means you're going to reflect while you're doing something. You're going to be kind of uh, observing yourself at a distance, looking at yourself and noticing your thoughts while you're doing something. And then you're also going to be reflecting after you're done doing something. I can reflect while I am there. Notice, how am I being with my mother? How am I behaving? How am I engaging with her? What am I talking like? How am I acting? Am I demonstrating love and concern and openness to her situation? Or am I resisting it? Am I, uh, when she asks me to do something, am I saying no immediately and waiting Am I just pushing back all the time at the nurses who come in the room? What is it I'm doing? How am I showing up there? That's a reflection in the action. Afterwards, when I come back to the house, when I get out my journal and write about my day and and, uh, discover, well, what do I think about it now when my visit's over? What do I think about the future? Um, How do I see myself engaging in the future and what did I just do? That's reflecting after the action, right? If we use that strategy of reflecting in action and after action or on action, we're going to always have some growth through our tough times and our good times. Uh, So I leave those three thoughts with you today, and I want you to know how amazing you are. Even if I haven't met you, which many of my listeners I have not met in person, that you have attributes 
nobody else has. And these are a sensational part of who you are, and we need more of you to show up in this world. So I hope that you will feel invited and encouraged today to tackle the coming week with a little bit more enthusiasm. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. Here's to being the best version of you. If you like what you heard today, share it with a friend. Leave a review on iTunes. Check out the resources at my website, drbcoach.com. I'm Bethany Hansen, and thanks for listening.